You're listening to The Bombad Generals. General? Oh. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of The Bombad Generals. Today we are taking a look back at LVO 2023, talking with myself and Seth, and then we've actually got some really cool interviews with you guys that we'll uh, put at the end of the pod. Um, so I got uh, discussions in with Nima, the head judge, Ryan Solowski, he was running one of the side events, the doubles event, uh, Izzy, who was a player in the event, and then also David Zlanka, the streamer. So kind of getting a lot of different perspectives uh, on the event to give you guys a full idea of you know what LVO 2023 encapsulated. So I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, but first, you know, welcome Seth, and uh, let's hey, hey. just talk. LVO. I was not able to attend, but I watched every stream, and you can ask my wife, I was glued to my phone like a guy during the playoffs, <laughs> um, watching everything, and from the outside looking in, man, I missed being there, missed the, you know, being in person at a real life event, and just one of the biggest events the US has. Mm-hmm. I Matt, think the like, biggest w- North America one yet, so far. Yeah, yeah. What was like, man, overall experience, like, how was LVO for you? I think it was really good. It was, you know, I've been a a few times now. This was my third time at LVO, uh, the second time at this venue. For me, at this point, I've met a lot of, you know, a lot of the players, a lot of the players who go to these tournaments regularly. So there are a lot of familiar faces. So it's just a time to catch up and and say hi and try new things. So I think from that whole perspective, uh, it was really good. I think from the Legion side of things, you know, it's great to to play Legion and to push models around. Uh, but it wasn't my favorite just because of the the meta. Um, it's it's a reality. Like it wasn't one I necessarily enjoyed, and not even that. It's more so. It's just it it led to a lot of mirror matches, and I find mirror matches to be not very interesting as a player or a viewer like i want to see a bit more variety and and see how two different lists adjust for each other rather than the same list butting up against it but as i say it's like i still played six six rounds of legion got to stream three of them great time like i i like doing both of those things so no complaints really from from my side on that like obviously would would go again i it's 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 on my short list of tournaments that i I consider like I, I gotta go there if I can LVO yeah yeah now if you didn't listen to last week's pod Matt actually played Blizzard Force um, because he is trying to do a public service and get it nerfed <laughs> I think um, uh, yeah and I wasn't the only one doing that I know uh, Evan was was doing the same thing and Kyle to an extent and I'm sure some other folks so it was a group effort it was and what well, there was about 21 people bringing specifically blizzard force of course some various types architects of blizzard force but 21 lists just running that battle force in total out of the 140 some person tournament yeah if we're if we're taking a look at um the meta for the tournament it was a ton of imperials uh over 40 percent imperials and a good chunk of that was Blizzard Force. The conversion rate for Imperials was very good. The conversion rate for Blizzard Force, that's getting to day two. Um, so two and ones got to day two, except for a couple, unfortunately. Um, so all those conversion rates 
Very good. So Empire showing up on mass and performing even above expectations, honestly. And we only ended up with two blizzards in the finals, but like a lot of blizzards on day two were just knocking each other out. Like I started day two with uh, a blizzard match versus Bobby Joe. So I knocked him out and then I had a mirror match versus uh, Tom Patton who knocked me out. So, you know, a lot of cannibalism on the, the blizzard <laughs> force side kind of holding its numbers down. And then, you know, you see other lists, you know, uh, these sorts of tournaments, it's inevitable. A lot of it just comes down to matchup. You know, Mike did an, had an awesome time. I want to talk a bit more about what Mike did, but, you know, day one meets a blizzard, loses. That's okay. It's only uh, day one. You only need two one day two and three avoids blizzard until the finals makes an awesome run and then does his best in the finals. But let's face it, Blizzard just trashed him. <laughs> like, yeah, it, Blizzard yeah. did Blizzard things. And if you only look at the, you know, the top eight and say, oh, just two out of eight Blizzard, it's not a problem. Like, no, no, it is. But I don't want to harp on that too much. I think maybe we, we don't really need to go further on it. Everyone's yeah. aware at this point, And I hope uh, that everyone includes AMG. AMG. Yeah. Um, you know, there were people in the stream chat who were very, or, or on the Discord, who were very much like, oh, you guys are stupid for thinking that AMG cares or cares at all, will we'll pay attention at all. And it's like, well, no, um, there's a chance and we'll do what we can because, you know, I don't want that to be the, the situation for Worlds with Blizzard everywhere. But let's talk about, uh, so, and uh, if you haven't heard, Kyle Dornboss, best player, best list. He won again. <laughs> yes. We'll see if this puts him on rank number one on a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It will. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking I'll, I'll hold steady. Unfortunately, uh, Kyle will leapfrog Luke into number one, but uh word has it. Luke has a 32 player event coming up soon. So I don't know, maybe that will push yep. him back. So those guys are kind of fighting it out once again, leaving me in the dust as uh <laughs> as an imposter. Sometimes they say imposter syndrome. It's just, it's not accurate, but in this case, it was, unfortunately. But I enjoyed my time, time on top. But speaking of on top, 5-0 worst. The, 5-0 uh, worst. Hashtag 5-0 best now. Well, exactly. You're the, the podcast we did uh, where we, m myself, you, and, and Mike were discussing our lists, you titled it uh, LV Oops Worst. I, I play 5-0 Worst or something along those lines. And yeah. then Mike went and got not only best in faction for clones, <laughs> but got to the finals yeah. of LVO with uh, a triple full arc um, eight activation 5-0 first list. And I think what we really saw in the in the finals and especially in that top four, you know, the, the second stream game of day two was de, um, Mike versus Tim. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's Timbo on the Discord. Yeah, uh, it was two clone lists facing against each other, and they both had so much defensive tech. Mike had yeah. shared dodges and surges with Anakin. He's got force barrier. He's got the 501st card that gives a bunch of tokens, and he was using that for a lot of dodges. And then we've got Tim, who's got P2s um, or P1s with captains and situational awareness. 
He's got shared dodges and surges from Anakin and Padme. So just lots of defensive modifications, red defense dice that can surge. Those are the, the lists that we're seeing hold up all. And of course, both lists can also yeah. pack a punch too. So I'm interested to see, because you were saying, oh, I don't, I, I'm not sure LVO is going to be meta-defining. And I think that's correct in a sense if, um, if Blizzard is not or is nerfed <laughs> then it's a whole whole different world right yes but you know what's from a meta perspective how much do you think that we can take away from what we saw this past weekend yeah so i think some big takeaways that i outside looking in that i personally took away was defensive lists are really good um not only because we saw those two clone lists that are super defensive uh, make it super far. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they have, I think defensive lists have the biggest opportunity to handle Blizzard. But even if Blizzard gets nerfed, They're defensive lists are still thriving really well. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we saw that with the Pike spam. Uh, yep. Like the reason Pikes were so good is because they were super defensive with other dodges and outmaneuvers. Well, and that's still really good. <laughs> and like, some and some people I know, and we can't discuss this in the last pod. You know, you think, oh, there's heavy cover everywhere with the new rules, so that's good for white saves because now they don't have to roll saves. But yeah, it's still really it's it's maybe it's, better for red saves yeah. because their chances of having bad variants are even lower. They have to roll even fewer dice, right? These whole lists that Tim and that Mike are running are designed to roll as few defense dice as possible and having more mm -hmm. cover just leans into that. I've, I remember playing a game a few years ago. We played a game and we were talking post and one of the things that we were talking about is like, how can we rely less on dice during the game? And that is what defensive lists do is they rely mm. rely less on dice and they just rely on skill because dice is variance. You can't always trust dice. Yeah. Even if you hope to roll average, there's a lot of times I'm like, man, if I just roll average, I'll win the game and I don't roll average. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you can't rely on that, but you can rely on like a dodge with an outmaneuver. Yeah. Again, and medics. That, yeah, yeah. We saw a lot and of medics. clone medics. Yep. So that when you do get that blank, boom, the guy's back next activation, perhaps. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I think even if Blizzard is nerfed, we saw Empire as a whole still doing really well. I still think that's going to be the big bad going forward. Yeah. And I think Gar is kind of solidifying itself as number two going into the weekend. I was thinking uh -huh. maybe it was very close between Gar and CIS because I think B2s are in a really good spot. So I think I'm now I'm leaning towards more clones now coming out of the weekend uh and then probably cis shadow collective and then and then rebels but like maybe the meta adjusts in time for adepticon because people see all these red save lists and start putting a bit more pierce in pierce is a little harder to come by these days because yep you know snipers were a good cheap source of pierce and they're just not as effective nowadays with the new wound allocation rules and with the increased amounts of cover, they're not putting a whole lot through. And that, and when we're saying snipers, we mean like you know strike teams. You know, mm -hmm. obviously, Mike had good success with 
sniper rifles on full arcs, but like that's a different beast. We're talking about two wound strike teams, especially the Galactic Civil War ones that um, were leveraging high velocity and native pierce, which are things that could punch through a clone ball with dodge tech. Uh, those those aren't really going to be in the meta regardless, I think. So people might have to find other ways to incorporate a little bit more Pierce into their lists to deal with these really defensive strategies. Yeah. And the best thing besides snipers that I can think of is the AAT with CIS. Yeah. So I think CIS has the only tech against that, but not everyone is going to run CIS. No, for sure. For sure. And I think if you're trying to, you know, Maybe we're, maybe we're getting too far ahead of ourselves now, but if we're trying to like big brain the response to the response, you know, I think Mike showed I've been on the, the Anakin barrier train for a while. And I think yeah. people on stream today really saw that card shine with how it was, again, just canceling hits and yep. crits. You know, you can barrier an AAT shot. You can Gar yeah, might barrier have, high velocity. <laughs> yeah, you can barrier high velocity, exactly. Gar might have Boil come out right before Worlds. You can Guardian high velocity onto a unit you don't care about as much. You can Guardian, um, you know, the few piercing shots you get onto that unit. And then if you yeah. do lose something on your main units, you've got Gar Medics, right? So I think yeah. that's where... That's kind of like thinking a few steps ahead, like, and why I, I think Gar has some good tools. Is it a is it a faction where everything's really good? No, I don't think no. any factions are in the position where they feel like they have a lot of competitive options other than Empire. But depending on if and when Blizzard does get addressed, that can change some things because Blizzard kind of ekes out a lot of different or Blizzard like discourages a lot of lists that could otherwise have legs. So yeah, a lot to watch for. You know, I think we'll be watching Cherokee and Rocky Mountain Opens pretty closely, and we'll have a recap of at least one of those uh, with someone who went to the event so that we can kind of watch the meta evolve as people figure it out in this new world. Mm -hmm. That's it for my thoughts coming out of LVO. Seth, do you have anything more from a, an at-home viewer? Great job, Endless, for streaming. Thank you so much. <laughs> it made me, as a, someone from miles and miles away, feel like I was right there on event, at, right there at the event. So props to you. And for I can't sure. wait to watch it at Worlds, too. And let's also you know take the opportunity to plug David's Patreon. You know, we're plugging a lot on stream mm -hmm. the day of, but you haven't or patreon.com slash Yavin base. Uh, all that money is going to getting more streams, you know, going to more events, getting uh, better equipment. So if you can, you know, jump on that, even if it's just the $5 tier, uh, if you can yep. do more awesome, but like go, go there. Like that's the best way to support him. And that's the way we can get more awesome coverage like that and better coverage. I know for me yep. getting into to tabletop gaming and when I was trying to figure out like, hey, which games exactly do I want to play? Like it was live tournament coverage that really hooked mm -hmm. me. And when we're talking live tournament coverage for Legion, like Yavin Base is putting in the legwork. David's doing a great job. So definitely support him. We will have an interview with him coming up and uh, a few other people from LVO. So I hope you guys enjoy that and see you again next week for our regular episode. And stay Gungan. So I am here now with Nima, 
So the head judge for LVO, welcome. Hey. And I just wanted to pick your brain on how it went from a judge's perspective this weekend. Obviously, new rules coming out, a lot to handle, a ton of players. How'd it go for you? Yeah. Overall, I thought it went really well. I'm really happy with what we saw out of the players this weekend. Um, yeah, I think like you said, it, we all came into this knowing that it was going to be an interesting event with new rules that dropped shortly beforehand. Um, some some significant changes, some not so significant changes. Uh, but you know, overall, the games went very smooth. Uh, I've been telling people this whole weekend, I'm so happy I didn't have to hand out a single warning point, <laughs> which is probably unique. I don't think that's happened before. Uh, that's it, yeah, it just went super smoothly. I'm really happy to see that the, the players figured things out. Um, some some things we figured out together as we went along. Um, round two was definitely much smoother than round one after we, we you know players learned some some new things that they weren't aware of. Uh, yeah, so I'm really happy with what I saw. What would you say is something that maybe was news to the most people? Like if you want to broadcast out a message of hey, learn this thing, what would it be? Um, I I think learning about the the new terrain structures or like how you define terrain like what is obstacle what isn't when should you define something as obstacle because there are some unique rules around obstacle terrain like you can't overhang it but you can't overhang area terrain right so you know making the determination of when to uh, define things that way is uh, is important i think yeah and i bet for experienced players impassable is probably a weird one because impassable meant something very different before and now it so if people say impassable I mean, technically, maybe they're both thinking of a different thing and yeah. then, oh, whoops, that's yeah. not what it is. Yeah, yeah, really um, good point. That's that's definitely a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say is, I guess not your favorite, what is something that you learned as yeah. a judge coming out of it? <laughs> um, there was one sort of, there's an interesting call, and I'm sure that the stream probably had a, a good chat about it, was that about movement and the interaction of silhouettes with, yeah. with terrain. Um, it came up during day two initially. And, you know, the judges got together. We talked about it. LJ was there with us. And we, from what we understand, the intent of it is that the silhouette should is basically the, the volume that a unit should occupy. And so you shouldn't be overlapping terrain with it. So and it should so, clip yeah. at the yeah. top. Yeah. But if you clip was, the terrain with your silhouette, you still count as basing that terrain for purposes of ignoring it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. generally, yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting discussion that we had and, you know, learned that maybe there are some things that could be a little more clear um but yeah it was that was probably the one thing that we really had to get together and, and, and talk about and i think yeah. that was a new one for me too and it's just something to be aware of with sloped terrain mm -hmm. because i think your guys's approach was the right one as far as like hey whatever the units in the spot but yeah. it shouldn't really be yeah. but it matters in the future because if you actually have to move that unit back now it's your engagement rangers are different so yeah good thing to call out and then just lastly i guess for you for anyone who's thinking, hey, do I want to come to LVO next year in the future? What would you say to them as far as like, what's something you want to yeah. broadcast out? Well, I would say absolutely yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not just a competitive event. This is really, it's the reason I come out and do this is because of the people. You know, I, I love hanging out with, with you and, and Kyle and all the other uh, members of the community. Um, I'm not going to name all of them. There's just there's just too it's many. It's me and, and Kyle. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. his favorites. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's really just getting together and hanging out. You know, you get to play Legion, and then afterward you hang out and just you know go go have some drinks, go have dinner, um, go to the video game bar or whatever. Yeah, um, you know, you're in Vegas and playing Legion with with a community of friends that you know you don't get to see too often. 
uh, you meet new people all the time, and it's like it, it's so cool getting to put a face to the name of someone that you you talk to on Discord or, or other things. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's all about the community to me. No, and you do a great job. Like you know, for those who aren't aware, like if there's a guy for rules in Legion, <laughs> it's it's Nima. You, you're not on the forums, I guess, so you don't get yeah. like the headliner, yeah. uh, the big publicity, but you're the guy. You do a great job, and. It's it's a it's a bit of a sacrifice to come out to these things and not get to participate and play, but it's much appreciated. Someone's got to do it. So thank you very yeah. much for all you do. For sure, thanks. All right. So I'm here with uh, Izzy now, one of the players for the event, one of our top eight. And Izzy, I wanted to get you on because you've been to a lot of big events. You're the mm -hmm. Gen Con winner. You've been to Adepticon. I think you've been to LVO before. Mm -hmm. um, how was your experience at LVO? What makes LVO unique? How did you find the weekend? Uh, the weekend was pretty good overall. This uh, this weekend was very interesting. This is the first time I have come to LVO with my girlfriend. So she came and did a lot of painting. I came to play Legion. Uh, and we had a pretty good time overall. It, compared to other events, uh, it's always nice because Las Vegas is pretty convenient for us to fly down to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the facility is pretty great. That makes sense because, I mean... You know, a lot of the other FLG ones, you know, like, you know, your SoCal's, your Atlantic Cities, those ones, they probably don't, I don't think they really have, like, side things for painting or anything like that. So mm -hmm. if you have someone you're coming with or you you just, you know, you know, play only day one and then you want to head to a painting, that sounds like a, a pretty good side thing. And it's Vegas. Yeah. It's Vegas, obviously. Yeah. Do you have any highlights or things that you're going to remember from from your seven rounds that you played? Uh, from the seven rounds that I played, uh, I think the highlights I have is I did manage to collect quite a few bounties running my double bounty list. Twice we had a, a double bounty mirror that I played, and those rounds were interesting. I find those really fun. Because we had a lot of, oh, you collect a bounty, but then I kill the guy that has your bounty, and I collect the bounty back from uh, because I had a bounty on that guy. And yeah. a lot of, like swapping back and forth of shooting each other's bounties, uh, both, yeah. which was pretty good overall. Do you, do, I always put the bounties on the other bounty hunters. I assume you're the same thing. It depends on the yeah. situation and the objective yeah. and the deployment. Yeah. And for this year, you're going to Adepticon. Mm -hmm. You think you're going to be changing it up? You think you're going to keep rocking the bounty hunters? I got to see if there's any changes or uh, errata to uh, the rules that comes out in between Adepticon. Uh, it, things nerfs. I don't know. The uh, I'll say the Imperial Dark Troopers are looking pretty uh, interesting. If if Blizzard doesn't exist, I'm yeah. on board with that. I was thinking about them a lot last night as I lay uh, unable mm -hmm. to fall asleep. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. Obviously, this is kind of a, a practice ground in a sense, uh, mm -hmm. especially for the new rules. And then I guess at the end of it, you've again you've been to a lot of tournaments. Would you recommend uh, someone to come to LVO if they're thinking about it? Yeah, LVO is definitely a great experience. You get to come, you get to play a lot of games. Uh, if you want to, you have the capacity of playing a couple different game systems if you enjoy a few different ones. Uh, there's opportunity to take some painting classes and then doing all the other things that you can do in Vegas, which you don't normally have access to. Yeah. Go see a show, go hang out in the casino. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you say a lot of games. I like the three-rounder mm -hmm. or the three-day events yes. because you get... Lots and lots of games, mm -hmm. uh, guaranteed, and there's lots of side events. So yeah, yeah, that about covers it. I just wanted to get 
a player perspective from a, a veteran of the circuit. So thanks for coming on, Izzy. All right, thank you. I am here now with uh, Stampcast Ryan Solowski, not only our top Rebel player from the weekend, but also the guy who ran the fantastic double uh, doubles event. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So uh, first off, we'll get it out of the way. You were, in addition to being staff, you were a player. I was. Played two games. How was your LVO experience on that side this year? Played two games. Or sorry, two days. I two played, days. I was yeah. I played two. Oh, it was, it was excellent. Um, I scrubbed out last year. I came in this year and, uh, and got to redeem myself a little bit and uh, had a lot of fun. New rules. I was a little shaky on what was going to happen when we came here, but everybody was super chill and understanding and all in the same boat that we just wanted to push plastic spacemen around and make pee noises. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good vibe this year. Um, and it, it is every year. Right. Um, always a good one. So many people. Uh, and a great atmosphere. Now, the main reason I want to get you on is you run the doubles event. Yep. I I was casting uh, with David this time because my partner, uh, Mike, went and got into top eight somehow. Boo. I know, so I couldn't I couldn't play doubles. We had a great uh, gar <laughs> combo list lined up that I think would have uh, rocked the world. Last year, uh, I, we did uh, complete degenerate stuff, myself yep. and Zodiac, with mm-hmm. Anakin Yoda, Padme Saber, standby yep. sharing. I love doubles. Side events are great. It's one of the great things about LVO because only eight people make the top eight. Right. Tell us about doubles. What kind of crazy stuff did you see today? Why do you love it? So doubles this year, I decided to do something a little bit different. And I actually came up with uh, three unique scenarios with unique deployments, objectives, and conditions uh, to really try to weed out the competitiveness. We're not in the top eight. We're here to have silliness and have fun. And it is uh, two, ra- two three and a half hour long rounds because we've got 1,200 points on the table, 600 aside of just wacky, nonsensical objectives where... Players are dropping down units from the sky. Bombs are falling from on, on on pieces of terrain. You're flicking tokens onto the board from two feet away. Um, it's it's all kinds of, of nutty stuff to to really encourage people to play uh, weird and innovative ways. Have you played the board game Hibachi? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Because yeah. like uh, my girlfriend got that for me for Christmas, and when you said flicking tokens yep. on the board from two week, two feet away, I was like, wait a second, yep. this sounds very familiar. That's awesome. Last year was just like standard stuff, and I know yeah. this year you're going to put it on Turbo Drive. Yeah, so, so right now uh, we've got our second round going, and we're a little bit behind because all of our troopers in our second deployment had infiltrate. <laughs> so deployment took a while, and the boards are a mess, and it's hilarious. Yeah, there was a reason that uh, Mike and I were going to be doing uh, uh, arcs and scouting party with Rex yep. to infiltrate and then just get where you be to in be. your face with Yoda turn yeah. one. Uh, it was... I'm sure everyone's having fun. Anything that stood out to you from a, a player perspective as far as like fun interactions or like some really cool lists that uh, you saw? Uh, we've got we've got a couple interesting lists. Like we've got obviously some some palp Vader bombs that are just dropping in together. But those lists actually suffered in our first game because our players started pretty far away in opposite corners from each other. Um, we have a Yoda Padme Obi-Wan list um, where we got to watch a Luminous Beans order everything on the table, which was a lot of fun. Um, and a lot of AATs. A lot, a lot of AATs. Man, oh man. Um, so, but it's it's been fun to see what players come up with. Some of the players really teched for some of the objectives. Some of them were reading the player packet while we were uh, going through the briefing and are yeah. very surprised. Um, but it's been fun. The cool thing is, is watching everybody figure out what they want these rules to be. 
Um, I wrote them all myself. They're always not the most clear. And they were also written with the old rule book in mind. So watching these players come <laughs> yeah. to the best understanding of how to play these scenarios with the intent of just being silly, having fun. Lots of gimmies, lots of handshakes, lots of like, we want this cool, interesting yeah. thing to happen. No, that's awesome. It is, yeah, a great time. Would strongly recommend for anyone. Now, I've played, doubles is great. Mixed fa mixed faction doubles is Ooh. is wild. You ever gonna pull the trigger on that, you think? Uh, we did it, I wanna say, the first Adepticon I ran doubles. Uh -huh. There's a lot of card interactions that are just negative play experiences. That's the way fair. They, they work. At least yep. if we keep things within faction, they're kind of balanced to be played with each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, and there's only so many degenerate things you can do. Yeah. And there's uh, probably less judge calls from your side because right. a lot of weird stuff of people being like, well, can I do this thing right. that would normally be illegal? Because really, in doubles, the, the secret sauce to making it work is the two command cards a turn. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's the big difference versus playing a grand army or just a regular 1,200-point game. Right. Is you get double command cards. Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, my favorite combo is Brains and Brawn and Coordinated Bombardment. Oh. Where you <laughs> just get triple chewy fire triple support. Triple chewy shots. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, the Obi-Wan card with Yoda that he gives out all the tokens to everybody that gets face-ups is ridiculous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yoda, my, my strategy for doubles is take Yoda profit. Yoda yeah. breaks a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, Palpatine getting to issue orders absolutely everywhere. Yep. Um, and even the, the super attack cards getting to put target, because it targets particular opponents, not teams. Mm. So some of their effects get to trigger on multiple people, which is a lot of fun. Oh, so you're playing it, it's, it, it affects both players. Yep. So even like a change of plans, you'd affect both your opponents. Uh, that specifically, I believe, targets a command oh, card. Oh, a command card. Okay, okay. But lots of cool stuff but happening. Yeah, absolutely. If you've never done doubles before, find a friend, grab a bucket of beers, and absolutely give it a try one time. Well, three friends, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you want to get yeah, a full game. That's yeah. fair. Um, and the, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to clean up this document with the feedback I got from players. And probably in a couple of weeks, it'll, I'm going to post it available anywhere. So if you want to bring it to a local game night or play at your house or use it at other events, I want everybody to be able to do that. Where should players look out for that? Uh, probably the Stabcast socials. And uh, I'll get it pinned somewhere, probably Homebrew in the Legion Discord. Awesome. And you're going to be running basically the same event at Adepticon? Or no? Probably, question mark. Question mark. Uh, okay. I haven't gotten all my T's dotted and I's crossed, but uh, we that is the plan. As long as it doesn't okay. get vetoed by the higher-ups, we're going to make it happen. And next year's LVO coming back? Lord willing, the creek don't There rise. we go. So uh, strong endorsement from both of us for yeah. that event. Keep a lookout for it at Adepticon. But who knows, maybe any other event you go to. Side events, you're going to be playing Legion all weekend, whether you get bounced day one or day three. And they're really great. You know, we had Unconventional Warfare uh, yesterday, which is a format that I want to try out at right. some point. Um, doubles is great. It, it, it never stops. No. It's no. awesome. That's, it's always fun getting to come. And no matter how you do in the main event, having something to do on your off day. Yeah. So thank you for organizing that. And yeah, I will look forward to you posting the event rules. And I uh, might make a thing at a local one day. You should. You should. You should absolutely do it. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, man. Alrighty, I'm here now with David Endless Zelenka, the streamer for LVO. Welcome, David. Hey there, Matt. So, David, this weekend you hit an all-time record on the Yavin Base channel, 412 viewers. What does that mean to you? Uh, it means that the, the audience came out and they really supported what we're doing with the streaming, and I'm just super thrilled about it. And do you think there was there anything specific to LVO that you were trying different with the stream or 
you know, building upon some of the previous streams you had done? Well, to be honest, um, I've basically been practicing this streaming thing for like a year and a half or so. Um, streaming the large events. Uh, I've been streaming Legion in some capacity for like almost four years. But for the last year and a half, I've been really focused on large events rather than uh, t- tabletop simulator or um, just, you know, doing a random game here and there. I was really focusing on offline and I really wanted to cover the big tournaments. And this has sort of been a, com- a culmination of all the techniques and tricks I've started to learn over that time. And I think it finally all kind of came together in a way that really got the audience to to come out and participate and, and watch uh, in a way that they've never done before. Um, I think prior to LVO, my biggest streaming record was like 209 or something like that. And I think that was set at the LVO the year before. So uh, audience growth, you I mean, we doubled. That's tremendous. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty wild. And I think it just shows too that, you know, Legion probably itself keeps growing as well, which is good to see because that's good for the game. Now you, you streamed a total of nine games over three days. What would you say are one or two highlights from the games you got to stream? Well, I got to say the first game that I streamed, which was Dave Grant's six activation Palpatine Vader Gav Tankalist, which is just I'm still just uh, floored that he was able to go five and one with a list like that. But uh, if you can get Vader in the enemy lines, turn one, you're going to do a lot of damage because Vader's really good. Um, but definitely watch that game if you can. It's on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at Yavin Base is the channel handle. Um, there were some other really cool moments. Uh, Definitely the finals between uh, Dash, Mike Berry, and Orchimedes, Kyle Dornbos, is one that's definitely worth watching. Um, Mike Dash's Berry took ARC Troopers to uh, the finals. Like, you never would have Mm -hmm. expected ARC Troopers, of all units, to be in the the finals of a competitive (laughs) Legion event. Like, they're just, like, notorious for being overpriced, but yet... Here he is with Anakin and Force Barrier and and Dodge Sharing, just uh, just going for it, taking Clone Trooper and Anakin as far as he could go. Yeah, if people the the I got to sit in on the three games of day three, and if people are wanting to watch a game that really exemplifies like what top level um, KG precise play exemplifies i'd say the second game of the day um timbo versus uh dashes would be a really good game to watch it's you know not the flashiest of games it's not blizzard force rolling over people but it's a game with a lot of positioning and a lot of thoughtful placement especially at the end uh as they contest the key position so that's why I would recommend as well for people kind of looking to to up their game a bit. I know when I started doing these sorts of games, I would watch every tournament uh, tournament video I could to, to learn more and, and to get better. So I think that game, all the games are probably a, a really good resource. So I definitely encourage people to check that out. So once again, that's Yavin or just Yavin Base on YouTube. And then... 
We'll see you at Worlds next. So big plans in the works. Uh, yes, definitely. We are going to um, we're going to blow that LVO stream out of the water in terms of quality. So get ready. <laughs> I got we got big plans. Yeah, uh, I have been privy to hearing a little bit of the stuff, people, and even with my limited knowledge of the nuts and bolts of these things, I can tell it's going to be somehow even better than LVO. So definitely look out for that. David, thank you for coming on. My pleasure, Matt. This has been The Bombad Generals. Listening to Bombad Generals is not scientifically proven to make you a better Legion player. Side effects may include bad dice rolls, missed triggers, game losses, bankruptcy, divorce, vomiting, and sudden death. Ask your doctor if Bombad Generals is right for you.